This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film, life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Talia Molino. Hey! hey! I did, did it! You did it! You did it! Um, Talia, how are you? I'm <laughs> good, thank you. I'm having a good laugh. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's great. <laughs> it's only, what, being four minutes in, you're like, I'm in! That's I'm it! That's great. Having a great conversation. Great oh, laugh. That's great. <laughs> um, Talia, tell yes. everyone on the internet... Who you are. Who am I? And what you do. It's a very existential question. I know. Um, I'm Talia. uh, Talia Molino. Um, I am an actor, uh, uh, emerging writer and director as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually like a teaching artist. So I I work with like NIDA and ATYP. So what I was doing today uh, is school holiday teaching. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Little year three, four kids that I've got to make a, <laughs> a like ten minute show to like show their parents. Um, it's a choose your own adventure is the uh, the theme of this week. So yeah. we're making like a not at all Jumanji ripoff um, about <laughs> kids that are sucked into a video game because their dad, without their glasses, chooses reality mode instead of virtual reality. It sounds like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids versus like, It kind of is, yeah. but with like year three to four kids. <laughs> um, uh, and I, a lot less like budget yeah, and yeah. everything. <laughs> so what, <laughs> what got you into that though? What, what was the direction um, of that? So I studied at NIDA back in 2018. I did a diploma state and screen performance um, and then they kind of just look for assistant teachers like from their BFAs and graduates and whatever. And so when I finished with them, I was working as an assistant teacher. Uh, And then with that, I then went down to Melbourne for a bit, came back here. I caught up with a past director of mine and Mm. she's on the ATYP board and was like, well, ATYP is always looking for people if, Mm. you know, you want more money. And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I then went to ATYP. I started working with them as an assistant teacher. And then um, I kind of realized I was like, I, you know, it was fun when I was kind of just graduated NIDA. I was like, I'm getting paid to play drama games with people. But I found that I actually really like teaching. I actually really do. Sometimes it's like very draining, but at the same time, like it's a lot of fun. And yeah. I kind of got to the point where like NIDA hadn't done an intake for, you know, two years because of COVID. A2IP only started um, last last year with them, but I was like, I could do this myself. Like I could yeah. take this class myself. Um, and so I kind of went to both of them and were like, yo, can I teach? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so I just kind of, I guess, because I had, you know, years of, experience with NIDA anyway Mm. and then ATYP I worked with them for a few months as an assistant until I just was like hey can I teach and Claude was like yeah who's my boss she was like yeah take a class and I was like thanks (laughs) so it was like a pretty easy transition but I just kind of realized I was like oh like I'm a bit bored of just like playing drama games and telling kids to be quiet like I kind of want to be the one who can run everything as well and you know yeah. So yeah, so I kind of just it was that progression where I just went from being an assistant to being a teacher. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good fun. It is a lot of fun. That's like nuts though. Did you did you ever kind of have that um imposter syndrome though that Oh, like... yeah. <laughs> I mean, like what's kind of cool is when I was you know, 10 years old or whatever myself, I was doing like NIDA open classes. Mm. So it's kind of like cool that I've gone like full circle. But it's definitely this thing of, um, yeah, definitely imposter syndrome. Like 
I, um, cause it also, I kind of, you know, studied at NIDA. Uh, I was working here for a bit, working at Luna Park as we were talking about before yeah. and doing some shows. And then I went down to Melbourne and then I studied until, um, like I did the 16th street one year full-time program yeah. and I graduated into COVID. So, wow. yeah. So like first COVID wave, like I remember we literally had an online graduation. Yeah. I remember our graduation was like on this zoom call and, um, we had, it, it was like, they were like, you can wear your PJs or you can wear a nice gown. And so like, it was the weirdest thing. Cause some people like dressed up really nice. And then some people were like, I'm sick of being stuck in my room. I'm in my PJs. I'm just rocked up. Like, oh and, my God. yeah, and it was this weird, like dynamic where some people were literally in their PJs. And did then, you come in your PJs? I did both. So I had like a nice, like, um, a jumpsuit thing on and I put my dressing gown over the top of it. I was like, I'm the best of both worlds. I like that. You've, you've, yeah. you've come out the fair. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, but I pretty much with the old imposter syndrome, I, yeah, I kind of graduated into this massive, you know, COVID wave. Mm. So it's been really hard now, you know, things are kind of happening again, which is awesome, but it's been so hard to get like things kickstarted that it's so easy to like come up this with this like uh, imposter syndrome thing of like yeah. I'm teaching something that like I know I know what I'm talking about and everything, but it's like I feel like like uh, the first kind of show that I'd done in a couple years was the beginning of this year, like and it, and it was really fun to be back on a stage and everything. But yeah, it was that thing of like, oh, do I even know what I'm doing? Like, because I'm not practicing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a psychological battle, isn't it? Oh, like, definitely, hundred like, percent. Do you <laughs> do you feel like though like because people must look at you? Do you feel like you're you know this big person now, like as an actor and as a performer as well, or do you feel like you're still on the the uh, the, 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 the um, lower end? I I mean uh, emerging, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I, I have some pretty cool opportunities. Um, even with ATYP, I'm I'm assistant directing one yeah. of their shows at the moment. Oh wow. Um, yeah, which is so fun. Uh, and that was just kind of because, yeah, I've worked with these guys and um, my boss, Claudine, was like, hey, what are you doing the second half of this year? And I was like, what do you want from me, Claude? <laughs> uh, I was like, what do you want me to be doing? Um, what kind and, of blackmail do you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I was like, you know, with uh, teaching and everything, which is mainly what I do, um, it's like term to term kind of basis. And so yeah. I was like, what do you want me around for? Um, and so this, this show, Shaq, one of the, uh, I think it's an education coordinator or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. With A2IP, George Kemp um, is his name. He works with like A2IP, but he's also a brilliant writer. Um, and he's written a play which is called Shack, which is about a bunch of, it's like, I think there's nine kids in the play, like in the, um, in the cast of it. Uh, mm. It's about these kids who win this global warming contest essay thing they have to write an essay mm. uh and they get to go to antarctica for free oh and nice. so while they're in antarctica they get hit by a blizzard and so um it kind of starts with them all being like oh quick in here like blah 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 um and then it you know it's this uh, these kids who are like uh, the the cast of it is 10 to 14 year old kids um yeah which was such a fun like you know audition and callback process for mm. like 
we had like 50 kids or whatever pretty wow. much and we ended up work we were working with 18 because we double casted it you know just oh yeah yeah covid and illness and all that fun stuff okay. um so that we like you know, mortality like yeah just... mortality <laughs> You're Taking making sound like kids a, young. Yeah, you're you're really <laughs> teaching. It's like bleak. Um, yeah, and so it uh, it was yeah, but where that thing's kind of that uh, production, it's getting like a, a week run in the Rebel Theatre at the oh, end of sick. November. Yeah, we've full got like it's it's technically still a workshops program in the sense that it's um like the kids you know they. They, they they had to audition and get in and everything for it, but like they're paying because it's yeah. like a class. But the whole, uh, it's got Young Industry Studio, which is being a professional production. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, so Hayden Tanazi is um is a brilliant uh like theater director. Yeah. Done a bunch of things like indie theater, like KXT and Griffin and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, he is directing it. Then we've got like a stage manager on it. We've got lighting designer. We've got like, we've come up with a concept for it, which is sick. Um, and then, yeah. And then they, Claude's was like, yo, so want to assistant direct this? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. And- yeah. Cause it's something where like, I think the more that I, it's interesting. It's, it's this push and pull between like, I definitely want to act. Like I love yeah. acting. Um, and the more that I'm doing the behind the scenes stuff, I'm like, no, I want to be like, on this, like, we did a, a table read with them, and I'm like, I want to do a table read kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also finding how much I kind of like doing the other side of things. Yeah. And so, what was really cool is I think I just said to Claudine one day, um, when we'd all gone and had like work drinks, she was like, So, what do you actually like want to do with yourself? And I'm like, Oh, you know, like acting for sure, but, um, you know, I'm always writing stuff, and and I feel like directing would be fun. Um, and so she kind of had that conversation in the back of her mind and was like, well, here's like a really easy way to, you know, kind of throw yourself in the deep of it. Um, in a not so, you know, stressful kind of way, (laughs) everyone's like, it's got your back and and everything with it. And it's this weird thing where you kind of, you realize, you know, more than you think you do as you're like thrown straight into it. And uh, even Hayden, like, hey, I love Hayden. But Hayden's insane. Hayden rocks up and he's like, we're getting through three scenes today in this, like, three-hour period. Holy crap. Yeah. So he'll be like, you're taking this group of kids. Go have fun. Go block this whole scene. I'm going to block this one. We're going to, like, rejoin in, you know, 40 minutes. And then we're moving on to this one. Shit. Which is awesome because it's kind of, like, just throwing me straight into it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something that, like, one I like, but also I weirdly know things about that yeah. you like wouldn't think that you do when you're like, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I think there's also great things about like ATYP and, you know, and NIDA and stuff like that, that those kind of, cl- you know, classes. Cause I did ATYP back in the early 2000s oh, to awesome. mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, and after I left high school as well. And I, you know, did bits and, did bits and pieces um, back when I wanted to do acting. Um, and it's sort of, yeah, it was a great, like, learning ground. I did, like, the monologue classes and stuff. You and you end up, like, I think it's sort of really good, especially because, yeah, it's one of those things that I think you never really forget. Yeah, Like, definitely. you don't, you're not, like... <laughs> You're not like in 30 years going, I forgot how to act because I haven't done it in like, <laughs> you You can get rusty, but your muscle memory is still there. And I feel Definitely. like 
Um, it's one of those things. I think it was like one of the abilities though that pissed me off during high school was I had the ability to cry on cue. I had the oh. best ability to cry on cue. And for some reason, ever since my late teens, it's gone. And I'm so annoyed. Uh, do we, are we getting like a, a reenactment? No. 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 <laughs> Not even. I wish. Because it was like, I, could, I literally, I spent, you know, and this is how I got out of maths class. I spent... <laughs> I spent the entirety of the time crying so that my teacher would just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Sounds really awful, but That's I did. And she did. Brilliant. She hated me. Yeah. <laughs> but I got left alone. And um but it was like one of those skills that I think I appreciated having. Um, but then also really sad that I don't have it anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like man, it's one of those things like I, I think with you know muscle memory and stuff and also i'm like the same as you the moment i went behind the scenes like this is so much fun as well so i do miss acting like acting is some of this like fun playground yeah um but you know doing other things like helping people and you know and supporting people and like teaching people is is way like this other net like ground of playground yeah definitely Um, yeah because you're still kind of flexing those muscles in a sense like it's very much a lot of um what I do with ATYP anyway, um, their classes are very performance kind of based. Yeah. So if you do like a holiday workshop, like I'm on with them uh, this week, I have to put a show together for the end of the week for the parents. With yeah. my term classes, um, I have like 10 weeks to do that. Yeah. So I, I take the homeschool kids um, with ATYP, which is such an interesting mix of uh, of kids pretty much because it's like, I think the youngest is 11 and the oldest is 17. Um, and like, it's really fun because a, a lot of what my, my job last term was, was literally just helping them write and direct this like little performance for their parents. Yeah. And we ended up making this, this like uh, performance about a bunch of kids who go through and their minds just work so differently as well. Being <laughs> homeschool kids. Like it's, they do. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, but they were obsessed with, for some reason, the idea of a kid government. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when I said, cool, like, what are we interested in? Like, what are we going to make this about? Everyone was like, kid government. And I was so, like, sorry? like Political turn point, <laughs> child government. Literally, right? And so I was like, I was like, okay, g- give me a week to think of, of this. And, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know where we're going to go with the story of a kid government. But I had this idea of like, what if it's this thing of, you know, these kids are in like a clinical trial to like get smart so like they can help the government kind of thing. And um Were you running an episode of the Twilight Zone at this point? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like it feels like that sometimes. Yes. Um yeah, and it turned into this like, you know, just little funny piece where these kids and we're like acting like little kids, but it's funny because you've got like the 17 year old literally acting like a, a two year old as well. Um, and then they get given the wrong amount of the formula. Like the, someone gave them like a ladle, <laughs> the dumb person gives them a ladle amount rather than like a teaspoon. Yeah. And next minute, because for some reason kids are like the pinnacle of intelligence is a British accent. Um, in the next scene, these kids. <laughs> are all just like they wake up and they're like really smart and they've got a British accent. So they're all like, oh, good morning to you. Like (laughs) the UV index is 11. Like you're talking like so intelligent. And so, yeah, this like the last term, it was one of my favorite things I think I've ever done with ATYP, but uh, it was just 
we spent these like term just putting this little piece together for mm. them to kind of get to perform and um they also got to kind of perform it in the rebel theater as well which is really oh, cool yeah. like especially because a2ip has got they're back on the wharf now so they um yeah i love that place it's so nice oh it's not a bad office no it's really, <laughs> especially since they did it up like it's so much it's nice it's nice it's nice now yeah um i remember it was <laughs> i remember it was pretty derelict back in the day they didn't have <laughs> they don't have the reason they didn't have the resources i think yeah. um until like probably a few years ago yeah and then yeah. they just upgraded like so much it's mm. so fancy now yeah well they've full got a theater now like they've yeah, got yeah, the, they're, they're, it's not just like sidewalls it's yeah <laughs> it's sorts of theatre. And so that was really cool for the kids, I think. Um, like for my guys, but for all the classes, yeah. is they got to be like, oh, cool. I'm like performing this in yeah. like a theatre with like lights and like, you know, yeah. it's that thing of really giving them that kind of experience, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I love that about children as well. And especially like about now, because um, especially growing up in, you know, like the nineties, I think that sort of was very lacking. Yeah. In, or especially when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, to have that ability where it was so free flowing. Mm. Cause I remember like you were a nerd if you went to drama school or you went to yeah, like ATYP. Right. It yeah. was kind of like the reach. It was really strange. It was like the reject shop. <laughs> <laughs> like you go there because you clearly had troubled for like like experiences or yeah, lives yeah. um and now it's like <laughs> this most involved place because i think like it you know in the last like 10 years acting has been sort of like respected and and yeah arts definitely. Has actually changed a fair amount to what is deemed creativity yeah but uh you know we used to back in the day imagine <laughs> it was the misfits kind yeah of it was club. like the misfits <laughs> That's amazing. Because um, I loved it. I thought it was the like the best thing. And I remember I did like comedy classes there. I did nice, like, um, yeah. you know, because they just encourage, it was all about encouragement. So you did yeah. 10, you know, obviously like you did the 10 week course and you try and write skits. Um, but I think it was also like, you know, it was just very, it was fun. It was ludicrous. And it's the, like I'd never done, unfortunately, NIDA courses. I would uh, would have loved to, but I don't think I knew of them yeah. until many, many years later. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like ATYP was the place to go. And other than like community theater and, and, yeah, and sure. stuff. Um, like especially my family, we didn't know the ins. We knew the theatre scene, yeah. Um, because my mum was um head of the Sigma Center, so she knew oh, like she worked go. um and dealt with a lot of that. So we went to the theatre for free. Amazing. Uh, kudos <laughs> to getting free tickets. Yeah. Um, and I used to go to the theatre a lot. I worked there for three years, and it was the best experience. Um, and I just sort of loved. And I still do to this day love theater. It's like one of my favorite sort of forms of um, art. Actually, yeah, like for sure. um, I'm obsessed with like the three platforms that uh, most people are like, oh, what you know, most people pick one, but I'm like theater, um, film, and radio, like uh, my mm. three favorite platforms. Because um, across the board, they're just very different. They're yeah, very definitely. uniquely different, yeah. but also they're just so much fun. Like I feel yeah. like it really drives you as a performer as well um to just kind of go for it and especially like the great thing about theater is you watch it and there's no time for a, a stop like there is in film mm. and kind of in the same with radio because radio can be performed like a play but mm. then feel you know because you can do a whole scene in one yeah and definitely. if you you don't have to be like okay cut here let's change angles and stuff you're like no nah, you're going from a to b so yeah. you've got to get 
to A to B like in one go rather than, you know, stopping to think about it. Yeah. Um, whereas film kind of gives you the opportunity where you, you know, can think about what your next move will be. And, you know, I find like that probably the less thrilling, but mm. some, because I love that moment of you're always doing something on the go. Yeah. There's definitely, I mean, with theater, there's uh, theaters. I, I love theater and film, but there is definitely <laughs> an, I, I mean, also I kind of, I don't know how many times I've said to random people, like, I want to start a podcast, but then like, <laughs> I've just like never done anything about it. But I also, you know, it's actually like, it's so cool. Um, I love it. But with the thing with theater, like there's an energy that you seem to get when you're on stage that like mm. you'll, never get on a set in a sense no. because it's that thing of like yeah we're live like you know there's w- whatever happens happens kind of thing um and it's almost it it's a very like ensemble kind of yeah. building experience for people in a sense like you do definitely get you know any kind of creative medium you've got so many people who put in to make this thing but there's something i think so brilliant about like i'm i'm a big theater fan because it's just it's live and there's like that adrenaline you get when you're like do a good performance and you know yeah. it's a good performance and you're like woo kind of thing or like just <laughs> <laughs> or like just going and watching it as well yeah. like one really um nerdy thing that I did once um <laughs> I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to like creative things I was having a massive nerd out with one of my friends today about this idea for like a short film I want to write and stuff but um I I went and saw a show I can't remember what show it was, but I went and saw some show and I'd already seen it because I had like, you know, been given free tickets and then I like went again. Mm. And rather than watching the show, I kind of watched the audience watch the show. Yeah. And it was just this like really cool thing in a weird way where it was like, you know, people are being like, <gasps> or like, what? Oh, yeah. No. Or like, like all my friends say that I'm hilarious to go to theater with because I'm a very like expressionistic theater watcher. So like, <laughs> you know, like I went and saw uh fangirls. I remember at um, the opera house uh, kind of recently and there's this, they, they, they come back from the intermission or whatever. And they're, have you seen fangirls? No, it was a brilliant show. It's um, it was originally, I think on a Belvoir and then they were on it. Um, the opera house earlier this year, but it's kind of, it's literally about fangirls. It's like this, the story of it, I guess, is um, this one fangirl who's obsessed with Harry, some Harry from True Direction or whatever. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, like complete, like, you know, um, satire kind of thing of the a whole boy bands. And she ends up, um, if no one's watched this and wants to watch it, um, spoilers. Uh, yeah. But she, she kind of ends up like, She's like, oh, my God, like, this man's going to fall in love with me. Like, I see him. Like, I know he, like, doesn't want the stardom and, like, all this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she kidnaps him. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, the, it's, like, the funniest show. Like, because uh, I was just sitting there. It was it was an assault on the senses in the sense of, like, there were so many, like, strobes and, like, everything oh, yeah. going. Like, it was, like, big, like, old, like... 2007 concert vibes where Jesus like, but it um but but I, yeah I was laughing the whole time because it's just like the funniest concept I'm like this 13 year old kid's like kidnapped you know like and assaulted someone and just taking like, them back to their- yeah literally and so there was this moment in it where he come back from intermission and um they were like Harry's dead or whatever as in and and because they're saying like he's dead as in no one can find him blah 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 yeah yeah 
And I would just go, what? And like, like straight out loud. But the funny thing was the next line of that show was also like, what? So it like covered me because otherwise everyone would have been like, like, what are you doing? But I just looked like ultimate fangirl of fangirls because I was like, I was just so shocked. I was like, what? And they like said it at the same time. My friend cracked up laughing. She's like, Tyler, you are so lucky. Because I would have had everyone around me just being like, shh. I'm like, sorry, like. So you, get into you, my theater like you just like sit there going oh my god this is the best <laughs> yeah it's so like <laughs> it's like it's apparently like it's a show to watch me watch a show because i'm like now i need to go to the like, theater with you I I just like yeah i just need to record you it's like yeah it is a record <laughs> yeah because i'm just like oh or i'm like oh or whatever like yeah. it's just that thing where i just uh, I can't. I, I just get very into you, what I'm watching. <laughs> have you ever seen then, like, because um, when I was at the same once, I know there was one musical play which everyone loved, which was Carrie the Musical. Um, have you Carrie? ever? I've never. S- I know Carrie because everyone knows Carrie. But everyone I, knows I've, Carrie. Ne- I've never seen it. The musical no, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's a great, great musical. But it was one of those things that, er- like, the posters came up, and normally when we worked at the same once, we used to get a lot of uni like plays and everyone was like yep. uni plays are so hit and miss like sometimes they're great and mm. sometimes no no one knows what to do yep. <laughs> so you're like okay cool i remember once everyone went in and our boss was just like okay pre-warning you this show might be okay it yeah. might be terrible like everyone was like oh it's gonna be terrible it sucks yeah <laughs> so we all went, went down and then i think once i said i was like i need to see this show and she was like no we've all been told that we can only see it once each so she would always roster someone different to watch it so None of us missed out. And I reckon like none, because most of the time our job as a usher, you would have to look after the patrons. Like your yeah, job was to yeah. make sure the elderly didn't die of a heart attack. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, so a lot of the time you'd be sitting there and trying to keep an eye on things, looking at your phone, checking the time, keeping an eye on people, half watching the show and um, watching. But none of the time we watched any of the people, we just spend our time watching the show. If someone died in the audience, we'd ha- have no clue. <laughs> like, Amazing. There was that, that was how good it was. So it was like, but I do, I do miss the days as well because I loved going to the theater and seeing really terrible plays as well. Like I remember, um, I saw years ago an adaptation of um, uh, I can't remember the plays, um, but it's a Charlie Brown play, modernized. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's about like. What if, um, you know, Snoopy was dead? Yeah. What if, like, Charlie Brown was just a miserable old, like, sod who was in his 20s? Not Snoopy. Yeah, I know, right? I know, my heart is broken. Oh. Uh, but I remember watching this and I remember just, like, everyone, everyone, including the, the, the staff and everyone just kind of went this play. Like, the material was great. Yeah. But it was just so badly directed and it was sort of like lapping, lacking that sort of like weird quirkiness that the script clearly had. Yeah, yeah. And I, and everyone was just like, man, this is like because my um brother's ex partner was reading the script like because she worked as the lighting director, like oh, she cool. would do the lighting for the um. If anyone's been to the cinema center, it's the Regent Theater down below. It's a small theater, and yeah, she was just like reading the script, and she would chuckle, but she was like. The perform- she was looking at the performance going, no, this, this is not it. Like, this is not clearly, like, yeah. what page to s- scene. And yeah. I think that was when you work at a theatre and you see so much, you do become hypercritical of uh, as an outward yeah. perspective. Like, have you tried to avoid that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, um, 
I mean, I went and saw a show that a friend of mine was in recently, and mm. and I was talking to another actor afterwards actually about this because it's that thing where you like you try to turn it off because you just want to be able to like enjoy the show, yeah. but you find um like it's just little things of me being like, oh, that was a cool when they did that there, that's a cool director choice or like, oh, the lighting or like, yeah. you know, like it's little things where if it's a good show, it's normally good things. I'm like, that's cool. Whoever directed that yeah. like snaps to you, you know? Uh, if it's a show, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, tr- I try to, I mean, one of the biggest things I always think, look, I'll always have my thoughts with like friends and stuff after, um, you know, after after the shows, not in front of people, like they not, were, you know, involved after a few drinks, or, like <laughs> yeah. But it's that thing where um, I think one of the biggest things I always think anyway is like any form of theatre, any form of art, really is subjective. Yeah. So everyone is going to have a different reaction to something, think something different, or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's interesting sometimes. Um, and I think I, you know, if I see something that's not that great, I'm probably not going to be like, oh, that was terrible. Like, kind <laughs> you're not of- going <laughs> to like, stand at that with a sign no. say, this was the worst play I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, stand there just like, or like, nah, I'm not quite, you know, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. But I, I, I do love a, a good creative yarn about the choices and yeah. stuff that people do kind of make. Um, yeah. And being like, oh, I wonder why they did that. Rather, yeah. rather come at it with an inquisitive mind rather than wouldn't have done that, you know. Like, j- j- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really good as well because I feel like, yeah, when people get too cynical of things, it kind of drags you down to this sort of like hypercritical of everything. Yeah, um, and I'm not an expert. Like, I know, you, like, as in, I'm an, I'm, well, I'm, you, no one's an expert, is what <laughs> no. I mean. Is that thing where like. You know, yeah, I'll have like certain things that I like better or thoughts on something or whatever, but it doesn't mean that like what I have to say goes. No. It's the same thing with like anything that I'm doing um, uh, when I'm teaching or in this assistant directing thing or whatever. I'm like, hey, here's a thought. Um, And one of the funniest things um, that Charlie Vo said to us when we gave him like the script and everything to have a look at and he spoke to us, he was like... So, um, you can tell me to fuck off, but these are my thoughts. (laughs) Like, it was that thing where he was like, hey, like, I'm not an expert. I just, like, like this concept. I like this script. I want to give you thoughts. But, like, tell me to fuck off if you want. And I'm very... uh, Can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, good. I was like, there's no, like, child warning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just, this will be previewed for small (laughs) children later. (laughs) Yeah, so it's that thing of, like... I'm I'm no expert. I will yeah. have thoughts and sometimes people will like my thoughts, sometimes people won't like my thoughts. Yeah. Same about anything else that I see here, whatever. It's it's the same reason I think also like um and I know Kat reached out to me, um a mutual friend, because it was like the same thing. It was like, Oh, you have thoughts, you have opinions, you're good at this and I'm like, Yeah, am I? <laughs> I have thoughts. But it's like <laughs> those are few and far between. Yeah. Um, but I mean like it's also I think the the fun thing about reading people's scripts, especially, is you always have your own vision for something, or you have Definitely. your own ideas for something. And I think um, it's never like, and I and I often say this to people: yeah, your first idea, and also like collaboration is my favorite kind of working with anyone because yeah. I'm such a big like nerd to collaborate <laughs> and go, how do you see it? How do you see it? And kind definitely. of like deep dive into people's brains. It's one of my favorite things to do. But I definitely all the time. 
like we'll sit and dissect something and yeah. just go, okay, where fundamentally is there not a point working and where does it work? Like where does the flow stop? Yeah. And how are we going to pick that flow up again? Because I think like when you look at pieces subjectively, especially as an audience member, you're really looking for the flow all the way through. It's like yep. a, a to B, everything like a scene to scene, you have a flow. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of like the thing. And it's like, I know most audience peoples don't notice it, yep. but I think when you worked in it for like, you know, like 10 years, five years, yeah. you know, a couple of years, like you really kind of pick up on things that you find degrading about like things, you know, if you're in a film and suddenly it, you know, changes style <laughs> halfway through, you're like, was that a creative choice or did something just happen and yeah. you had to force it? Yeah, off? it's that thing where like some things will just stick out like a yeah. thumb. Like yeah. it's, yeah, and I, and very I, much so. And I think that's kind of like half the fun because you're working with people and, you know, it's like, um, you know, you're saying I can fuck off. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like I'll give you my opinion, but also like it doesn't mean my opinion is like gospel. Yeah. Like yeah, who 100%. am I to, you know. But that's why, like, I, I mean, I will never tell anyone to fuck off who has something to, like, say about something yeah. that... Because I just, I like, that's half the fun in my eyes anyway, like, working with people, collabing with yeah. people. Like, yeah, like, having those, like, creative yarns about, like, oh, why are we doing this? Or, like... Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, in it from an acting sense, when I was um studying at 16th Street, one of the biggest, like nerdiest but fun things to do would be when we're working on something for class and like sitting there with my partner and mining the script down to like all these details and we're like detectives of like oh my god they do that because of that and like and yeah. literally I'd get up and I'd be like you know like jumping around the room <laughs> like it was this like you know it's, uh, yeah it's good fun I mean like that's that's the only way to live as well and it's like when I, I it's like when I write ideas especially with one of my great um co-writing um collaborators and we always sit there and we always like when we have zoom meetings because he's currently over in New Zealand <laughs> and we like have zoom meetings and we're jumping around the room just going that's brilliant that's brilliant and yeah. then, like, I think when you have when you sort of like have a soundboard as well, it's so like soundboards are great. When you have mm. someone who you just fire off or you have a thought process or you just kind of dissect something, it really creates more fun. Because I feel like it's one of those things, it's when you find the right creative group, you find the right creative gel and the right creative scene. Yeah. It's so good. Like you're just like this, you know, it's like honey. Everything's moving. Everything's oiled. Let's go. Let's, um, uh, is honey the right word? It's probably very thick. <laughs> it's like oil. How about that? Um, yeah. I mean, it's manuka honey. Yeah. Oh, that's what we think. <laughs> I like it. I like it out. Like, yes. It's like, Go to your, go to your like, local shop. I'm trying shops. to think, what are the like, metaphors? <laughs> it's like a Jenga puzzle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'll a Jenga a puzzle. I love that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, for you, though, was this, was this like, acting always the trajectory for young Talia? Was that always, like, ever since you were a kid? Literally. Um, I, this is my, my claim to fame as a small child, <laughs> is um, I played the Virgin Mary in our school play in kindergarten. I was the starring role <laughs> of Mary. <laughs> and uh, and from that moment forward, it, I was like, this this is me. I, so what, you needed to play the Virgin Mary for life? You were just like, this is my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, a, it was just that thing where um, there were two things, I think, when I was – it was something I was always quite interested in. Actually, when I was younger, I apparently wanted to be a comedian. Um, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, but I couldn't say comedian, so I'd say chameleon. 
Um, that so, makes more sense, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, both, technically. Um, but it was that thing where I think that was – my mum was saying that was because my nan would always be like, oh, you're such a comedian. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a chameleon. Um, so, like, everyone would be like, hey, Talia, what do you want to be when you're older? I'm like, uh, chameleon? Everyone's like, okay, Talia. Like, this strange child, like, all right. Um, but it was very much – I I used to actually be quite a shy kid as well, though. Really? I, yeah, genuinely. Um, my mum, I've got an older sister, and my mum laughs because her and I completely swapped in personality. Like, my wow. sister was the one who was, like, dancing on tables in tutus when she was younger and, like, bossing me around and being like, you're going to be my backup dancer. Not that I boss her around now, but, like, it was that thing of she was very, like, the commanding the room. Yeah. Um, And then... And and I was, like, a lot more quiet. Like, yeah. I, I was very much, like, hiding between my mum's legs. Like, on the first day of school, she had to give me her watch and be like, oh. when this hand gets to this hand, I'll come pick you up. And, Love you know, like, that. I was, like, a really shy kid. Um, and then I think, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I, I played Mary. Um, <laughs> hair flick moment. And then <laughs> uh, there was, like, a few other kind of, you know, dramatic things I, I did. I remember mm. we made a... A amazing play published, no, um, which was called Turtle Trouble when I was in like year year two or something, which were like these actors that came to the school and helped us kind of put something together. Oh. Um, and just from then, I was like, this is really fun. Like, yeah. it's it's something that I actually can't remember not loving. Yeah, and I remember like going to my mum and and being like, I want to do classes, and my mum put me into a NIDA class when I was like. I think 10. I think she told me you had to be 10, which was a lie. Okay. Uh, but it, when I like... You're like, who are you, mum? Yeah, mum. Oh. <laughs> Come on. No. Um, but when I was 10, I did my first night of class and it was the funniest thing because it was like this Shakespeare like term thing she'd put me in that she, I don't think she even knew like what she was like putting me in or like, like she was just like, oh yeah, like the night of class for Talia, let's go. And then I like did this Shakespeare course for like a term wow and i was like yeah it was like this 10 year old like i was probably like, yeah like 10 or 11 or whatever and we we're doing like shakespeare and i was like this is fun and so it was something that i always loved um from a pretty young age mm. and then when i got to like and then you know throughout school i was doing all of the shows and like the musicals um I did drama for my HSC and like, like it was always, I did like drama clubs, did like theater sports and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Theater sports. Theater sports. Oh, how fun it was. Uh, and then, um, yeah, when I kind of got into year 12, I think it, I kind of, it was something that I was like, oh, this is actually something I could like yeah. take more seriously. Um, and I remember I, so with, like your IP and your GP and all that jazz. There's something called your are you your New South Wales. Yeah. 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 So you know like so on stage, which is like yeah. the um yeah. So it was a bit of like a turning moment, I remember for me in year twelve, because I was like, oh this is something I enjoy, but I don't know yeah. if this is like something I'm like good at. Or like I'm alright, yeah. but like, you know, am I that good? Um and I remember <laughs> I did uh an IP, which is this monologue, this like black comedy New York and lady in jail talking to like this pro bono lawyer kind of thing um and i got nominated for on stage and it was a thing where like i was kind of like oh oh maybe i can like yeah act. like and this thing of like you know i've been only kind of really doing it at school and like bit of fun and whatever but it was like this kind of nice thing of oh some people who 
And I had so many qualms with like HSC dramas uh, marking criteria. Like I remember talking to my teacher and being like, creates a subjective perform. I mean, no, creates a believable performance. Uh, that's subjective. Like I like, <laughs> uh, I like, yeah, I was like arguing. I was like, this is dumb. You can't grade like this thing, you know? And, um, and yeah, and I ended up getting nominated for on stage and then I kind of went, oh, this is cool. People outside of like, you know, this room who were like these HSC markers yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. have come and been like, this was a good performance that like, you know, one should get full marks, full marks, thanks. And like two, like deserves to be seen by yeah. other people. Yeah. And then I kind of went, oh, maybe this is something that I like have some sort of talent in. And then went and like, um, you know, thought about it more and like auditioned for NIDA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's like a full on blown creative all the way from the get go. Pretty much. Yeah. It was, it's something that I've like always loved. That's like people ask me, they're like, and you know, how long have you wanted to do that for? And I was like, since kindergarten, since, since Mary, since since Mary, (laughs) since that Virgin Mary thing I did back in the day. Look at me. I'm great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was famous then. I'm famous now. (laughs) Always the lead. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's always my favorite thing as well. Like, do you, as an actor though, it's like one of the things I always think, are you, are you an actor who likes to have heaps of lines or are you like a, a, such a sort of very much depends on the character? It depends on the character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. D- depends on the character. Like, Cause I mean like, you know, I know there's so many, like there's a lot of actors out there. I guess they want to be the lead role and I think, or it depends. Like you can be the silent lead because you got like, um, was it, um, why is the name escaped me? Um, Give you thinking music. They- <laughs> Um, he's in every film he's been in. Batman, he's been uh, in Gary Oldman. There we go. Yep. Thank you. And <laughs> the thinking music helped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got you got people like Gary Oldman, who's been you know like who is one of those actors who can be in almost everything. Yeah, he touches, and it's whether it's a massive speaking role or or like Hugo Weaving, same again quiet role or massive speaking role and can kind of do the both best of both worlds. And everyone knows who they are. Like it's it's one of those weird skills, but I think people put into categories like lead role means automatically you just have the most amount of lines. Yeah. And sometimes it's actually the lead role tends to have probably a significant less amount of lines. Oh, definitely. um, I mean, you've got to be a good actor to be able like, I mean, anyone can say lines in a sense or learn some lines. Like it's in, a the, se- in a sentence, yes, they yeah, can. <laughs> yeah, you know, say lines in a sentence. It's like, yeah, it, I mean, the the best kind of actors are the ones who, like, don't actually have to say anything but, like, yeah. have that presence. Yeah. It, yeah, like, it, it's very much like a presence thing, I think, with some of the best actors. Like, you know, they can just, like... It, it's different, obviously, between, like, film and um, and TV, but even, like, some of the best film actors they just have that presence just being there yeah like it's that thing where it's just like oh like they're watchable yeah you know like that person like they like yeah like they don't even have to say anything but you're like oh look at that eye you know like yeah well like that intensity or whatever it's that yeah do you do you feel like you avoid ty- the typecast world of acting as well do you feel like you're very good at avoid <laughs> so it's interesting it's such an interesting conversation, like the world of typecast, um, because I, I've i been told, you know, like by casting directors or producers, whatever, um, that when it comes to types, I, I can kind of play into a few. Yeah. Um, I remember <laughs> uh, 
I remember one thing that I got told by this scout of some agent after um, a NIDA, uh, our NIDA showcase, whatever, who kind of came up to us and started telling us what he thought we would play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, that, yeah. in the very like, you're the nerd, you're that. Like, yeah, in yeah, a right. in a way where it's like, okay, chill, dude. Um, and I remember, I'm like dressed up really nicely. It's more like you know, uh, I like uh, grad showcase thing, whatever. Have like makeup on, look quite feminine, <laughs> like. And he just goes straight to me and goes. You're gonna play the butch lesbian, and I was like, <laughs> "Sorry," like I actually was like, "Sorry," and he was like, "Cause you have a low voice, like you know, like just." And I and I was just like, "Okay, like, thanks, dude. Like, <laughs> that's really you know, like, okay, <laughs> I guess." Um, but it's that thing where that was one of the funniest things I think I've ever had like happen. Um, but it is that thing where like I've been told on one hand I seem. Like I would play someone who's like quite cool, like leather jacket. I, I got yeah. told by someone uh, that like I could, I look like I could, I'm, I'm totally not. Like you've realized I'm a puppy by now probably, but like <laughs> that I could like kick someone in the teeth, uh, in the teeth. Like it's like the strong eyebrows and like, I, I you know, like. <laughs> I think it's like, um, uh, you know, differently. It's one of those things that it's like everyone, you know, casting directors classify as appearance as well. Yeah. But I was like, I remember uh, telling a bunch of my friends, it's like, I don't, cl- when I cast people, I don't look at the box that they've tried to fit into, like all casting directors. Yeah. Because it's like, I look at you and I can kind of see a multitude of facets. Yeah. Like you've got everything. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I mean, obviously like quite offensive the way that person like, yeah, well, I mean, said <laughs> that. Like, uh, I mean, you know, so like, many reasons like, like that's so not okay. I mean, who are they but, to think of? that's a, like PC at all? No, it literally, and that's the thing. Like we all were like, thanks. Like, cause How like old the was way- this person? I'm going to say they're in their late 20s. Okay. They've yeah. clearly never left their house. Yeah. <laughs> look. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just the way they kind of came at, mm. like, I was like, wow, just a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Chill, dude. Um, and also just everyone else. Like, it was just like, so like black and being like, you're the nerd, you're this, you're that, you're yeah. whatever. It's like, well, no, actually, like, we could be multitudes of things. And, and it was that thing where from actually, you know, reputable people um, <laughs> who have spoken to me before as in like uh, casting directors or, or producers or whatever, or like teachers at drama yeah, school, yeah. Um, they say on one hand, yeah, you seem like you're, you know, cool, like could be wearing a leather jacket, like troubled person, heart of gold, blah, blah. But then on the other hand as well, you completely play into like a girl next door, like kind of like yeah. funny best friends, like those kind of things too. And funny enough, um, I remember what, yeah, one of uh, a casting director said to me is like, it's kind of good for you because you just have to know how to manipulate yourself. Yeah. So if you're going for characters who are, you know, a bit more, who aren't so straight edge and are maybe like, um, like, uh, have you seen Sex Education? Like, yes. Maeve kind of, like, if, like, that kind of thing of, like, oh, yeah. like, cool person, you know, whatever. Then, like, <laughs> wear, wear a leather jacket. Like, yeah. do this kind of thing. But then on the same um, sense, if you're going for the romantic lead or the girl next door or something like that, like, smile a bit more. Uh, yeah. You know, um, not that I can completely change my voice, so it's quite resonant and low, but, like, you know, yeah, like keep like, you know, a little bit, uh, keep it a bit higher, wear yeah. a nice, like wear pink, wear like, and it's just about those things of like kind of learning how to manipulate yourself so that you can 
play these kind of different yeah. characters. It's not so much like, cool, you're up. Like the one thing I do know is like, um, like I was saying before, I'm 22, but I, I think I, I think I do look quite young. Maybe I don't. Maybe that's just because I've had like timeless. Oh, timeless. <laughs> well, I've had like um, you, the Virgin Mary really sunk into. You. <laughs> that's it. I've had like parents of kids that I teach before though be like, "So are you here for the class?" And I'm like, "In in a way, um, <laughs> I I am the class." <laughs> like, um, is that a height thing? Do you think? I think what, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 whittle. <laughs> well, I mean, like you're the same size as my partner Emily, and it's like one of the things that I feel we get on a day. <laughs> We almost get on a weekly basis as someone just goes, how old are you? And and, yeah. and her response is just fuck off. Like, <laughs> And I don't blame her because I just try to stand there and be the respectful partner and just go, no, she's going to deal with it because, but also if I need to step in, then I will. Yeah. Um, because apparently like, but it's also, I and I say this quite frankly, it's like as someone who doesn't identify with the male population of this planet and has never sat on any sort of like a little box, it's really frustrating to me when people just go, but you're the man in the situation. Like, yeah, but you can fuck off and actually be respectful to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> really doesn't take that hard. Because it's, yeah, like, it's the same sure. thing. It's, it's the same thing that I look at you and I'm like, okay, well, you could play like the cool kid. You could play the villain. You could play the g- uh, girl next door character. Yeah. But you could also play like someone with all those facets. Like, Yeah. And it's, it's not so much like it's so, uh, what's the, like one dimensional, yeah. I think. And I think that's actually something probably that like, I think, you know, roles that are being written these days and everything, there's, I think there's like a big push to try and like present as, you know, as much as possible, but like present life, like for kind of what they are, like even like the new show Heartbreak High, like if you've said like, I just, I love that. I love that Netflix is just like spamming that show to me. Oh yeah. So good. Um, But I just like, I think it's also... (laughs) You know, it's it's that thing as well because you know th- that Turnbull of just like how the characters fit, how like, yeah. everyone identifies, how we sort of sit because it's like, I mean, for you, like the most important thing is how you see yourself, yeah, and and then you know, and wh- what characters you want to fit in versus everyone mm. else going, you're this, like, just- yeah, it is. It's definitely it's interesting. Um, and I mean, I personally. So at the moment I'm kind of cuz I've let I acting go cuz I've been more like teaching and this yeah. assistant directing thing and everything. But I'm kind of trying to, you know, update on my showreel stuff, get new headshots, do yeah. all that stuff. Um manifesting that I'm going to like book a, a good like better agent by the end of the year kind of thing. <laughs> um manifest uh hard hard hard, hard work and hard, work. Yeah. Yes. Um but no, like getting all that stuff kind of together to be able to, you know, do all that and kind of get back on the acting train a bit more because I've, yeah. you know, fallen off. Um, and it, it's that thing of where I'm figuring out of what scenes and stuff to kind of put down for myself. I'm like, okay, cool. I get the I, – I, I know that, like, more reputable sources than this person from NIDA. <laughs> but, like, you know, teachers who I've had, mentors who I've had, casting yeah. directors who are reputable – um, who have been like, you're cool, like kind of thing. Like I, I know that I'm like, okay, I, I lend myself into, you know, that, that kind of category. I'm going to yeah. find a scene that shows me that, that yeah. shows them that. Then at the same time, I'm going to find a scene that's completely different. Like, you know, maybe like that um, tough person with the heart of gold kind of like bit broken, but so like it has like a ooh, kind of, yeah. you know, and then on the same vein, I'm going to then shoot a comedic thing 
um, you know, the next kind of tape in my in my reel is going to be a comedic thing. Yeah. Um, or that like flirty girl next door kind of thing or whatever, right? Like because then that's showing like I can do that, but I can do that, but I can do that, but I have also taken into consideration where I want to be and also where I probably will sit. Like I know just from like yeah, height, uh, <laughs> but I know that, I probably like I wouldn't play a mum role right now. Yeah. I like I know that where I'm pitching myself, you know, for the next little bit, um, is those like Netflix teen kind of shows. Yeah. Younger, you know, uh, teens or early twenties, mid twenties. Like I know that I'm not I know what I'm not gonna play. So yeah. it's like I can kind of figure out what I can like what I will kind yeah. of play and then put those you know, put material down, even with headshots and stuff. Like um, every time I've gone headshots, I've got one that's more commercial and like that, like, um, yeah, girl next door kind of thing. And then I always have one in leather jacket. <laughs> it's just, yeah, because I'm just like, okay, cool. I know yeah, you got to tick the boxes. To... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it... Does that ever frustrate you though? That a little bit like our industry is, <laughs> is tick a box. Definitely, it definitely does. But it's that hard thing where. Things there's there's definitely things that have like well look if I was like to cast something myself personally, um you know I think I'd for me even just me as Talia I look at people a lot of the time for just like who they are like as in like yeah. who like you are as a person uh, are you nice to me cool I'll be nice to you kind of thing like I, I I'm not like I'm a, I used to be like a big like label hater in a sense like I was just like you're a cool person. You got a good like heart, got a good soul, whatever. Then like that's yeah. how I'm gonna see you, and as as much as I possibly can. Like you make like you, just because we're ingrained, it's so ingrained in us to like make assumptions and do that. Yeah. Like it still happens, but as much as possible, I'm trying to be like, no, dude. Like you're a person, I'm a person. Um, but it is very. But that's the thing is that that's not how it is seen. And no. and and one thing I remember, like one of the biggest things, um. You know, Les would say to us, Les Chantry um, is an acting teacher at NIDA. Um, he would always be like, look, yeah, there's all these things that like maybe we have qualms with about the industry, but the industry is not going to change in five seconds. Yeah. So it is that idea of you need to learn how to work with it if you want to get somewhere, but also not like... You know, it's a, it's a balancing act, I guess. Like it's even, I remember um, one thing we were talking about was like personal branding and yeah. and I'm like, I'm terrible with social media. Like I need to be better. <laughs> I'm pretty bad um, at posting and stuff, but it's like, it's a tool. It's yeah. a tool of like, this is who, in a weird way, you're a, you as an actor, writer, or director, whatever, anything where you're kind of in that like spotlight or whatever, you're a brand. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it is. I, I mean, I'm definitely about the fact that that's the way that it is, but you can't push against it to the point where, like, you're not gonna be able to kind of, you know, get get anywhere as well. Hundred percent. It's yeah. So it's it's this weird balancing act. I think the biggest thing. Um, one thing Les always said to us. Uh. And I, and it took me to working with him at 16th Street to actually figure out what he meant. Um, <laughs> is he was saying he said he would always say you're more interesting a person than you are an actor. 
Yes. Uh, which I completely agree with. Um, but it was his kind of mentality is be unapologetic. And so I remember like when I was back at NIDA, I think I was only 18 when I was at NIDA. Um, and it some people kind of took that in a way which wasn't like, you know, be unapologetically yourself, which is what he meant, but like, oh, mm. don't apologize for anything. Like, you know? Yes. And like <laughs> like that kind of like, and I'm like not that person at all. Like I, yeah. And so I, it was interesting kind of, I remember being at night and I'm like, I don't know what you mean by this. Like be unapologetic. Like, you know, if you trip someone over, apologize. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah, when I was at 16th Street, we worked with Les online um, and he was like, you know, bring, his his philosophy hadn't changed in a few years. Um, and I finally understood where I was like, oh, what he's saying is not like, yeah, you know, be unapologetic. It's like be unapologetically yourself as yeah. in like know who you are. So he's like, so if you're actually someone who like values, um, you know, like you're someone who actually likes uh, being, you're not a very opinionated person. You're someone who like keeps, a, likes to keep harmony or um, you're someone who like values this or values that or whatever and you know that about yourself, yeah. then don't apologize for that. So yeah. it's like, so everyone's going to be different but just don't apologize for who you are. And that I think is the balancing. I think that's how I try and I, or I will also, I do and I will try and navigate that balancing act is I know the kind of person I am to like, yeah. you know, to, to, I mean, I'm always changing. We all are, but I know what my values are. I know what I want to be. I know how I want to be seen um, and kind of, just unapologetically being that like I'm quite a goofy person or like yeah um yeah and so then when it comes to like those things that are like that branding or whatever um I think like like all my captions on Instagram are like puns like because I'm just like like I'm such I'm just a dag like I'm like a daggy dad and I've like accepted that that's like in in my in my dad, yeah, dad know, clothes lo- as you said before. I'm kind of loving it as well because it's like <laughs> sums up it sums up the brief moment that I get to know you and I just yeah. love it. But I mean, like, also, do, do you think that because of all that, do you think that how's how are you sort of with your own sort of like are you an anxious person because you talked about being a shy person when you were a kid yeah but being really confident now yeah does that come with its own trials and tribulations where you sort of feel like quite anxious about things but then trying to hide it through like i guess projecting confidence i oh i mean psychoanalyze time uh, do it no i mean definitely i i am definitely quite an anxious person um I'm very, it's just, I think the, what I care about less now yeah. rather than when I was a bit younger, like I'm still quite young, but I, I think actually going to 16th Street, honestly, like it really changed me as a person. It made me feel yeah, a yeah. lot more comfortable myself. It opened me up. It made me like be okay with being vulnerable as well. Like, um, but I think it's that I don't care. Until I do, in the sense yeah. that I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not trying to be anything. Yeah. Whereas I think definitely when I was younger, um, I, 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 I like I still care about what people think of me. Of course I do. I'm only human. Yeah. Um, but it's that thing like 
I just kind of fo- – like, for example, if I meet a bunch of people, I actually just really like meeting people. I love talking to people. I think people are interesting. I'm like, cool, who are you? Like, tell me about yourself. Mm. Um, and so, like, I definitely – I'll get in my head. I'll get insecure when, like, things kind of make me feel that way. Um, but I just try – on the most part, I've got I, – I de- I'm definitely, like, I, I'm an anxious person. Like, I think a lot, but I don't let it control me is the other thing as well. Yeah. I've gotten to a point where, on the most part, I can have a thought and not spiral into what that thought is. So I can have that thought of, like, oh, this person, like, you know, obviously doesn't like you or this, that, or mm. whatever – and then I can go, okay. And and actually, this was a thing I was talking to my mate about once um, who also suffers with anxiety. It's this thing where I some, I feel, I talk to my anxiety. Like I yeah. actually like rather than – that's one of the things that helps me the most. Like obviously I also like go to see a psychologist and everything too. And, um, you know, when it gets to a point where it's like more physical, that's when it's a bit harder to control. But when it's thoughts, I can be like, hello so you're telling me this thing and i'm hearing this thing but i don't think you're like completely correct you're just me projecting this thing because obviously you know i don't feel that great right now and stuff and Mm. like thanks for like you know being here and like yeah in in a weird way of like it's almost like um there was a there was a an article i read once about like them talking to your demons and stuff. Yeah. And so it's almost like I've tried to personalize, uh, personify, whatever the word is, it's late at night, um, <laughs> my anxiety into being something that I can talk to. And actually when it pops up to me, just be like, oh, hey, do you, you mind? Like, why are yeah. you here right now? But okay, you're here, you know, trying to like keep me safe and everything. Um, thanks for that. But also like, can you go away now? Yeah. And it's just the way that I look at things I think is a bit different. I think when I was younger, I used to spiral a lot more with my anxiety. I think now the biggest thing is I, I'm very sensitive. Um, like, I'm, yeah, I'm a very sensitive person. So I'm very sensitive to the energies of, like, people around me yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think that's sometimes where, like, always kind of making sure other people are okay and whatever that kind of thing that's where sometimes my anxiety can spiral yeah um but in terms of like me being like uh, it's that thing of me just going okay hi you're not helping right now <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah. kind of thing yeah i think that's really good because i mean yeah. like you know the, the the downside of a lot of you know people especially you know with mental health issues because i suffer from anxiety too but it's like one of those things that i guess i'm able depending on the thought to able to push it to the side yeah but not all the time like oh for sure i think um and i think like i'm one of those people who's very sensitive like if anyone knows me personally it's like wear my heart on my sleeve so big cancer baby as my friends like to call me (laughs) like you're such a cancer like okay Uh, um but i mean like (laughs) it's that thought Uh, (laughs) but it's it's so true because i feel like you know when you're emotional and you're vulnerable and and it's important because it took me a long time like yourself to kind of feel vulnerable yeah and a lot of that came from after high school like a lot of mm. it didn't come from high school. It actually came from outside of high school yeah. to be vulnerable because it was easier, I guess, as an adult 
and I don't think this happens to every adult. I think most adults actually find it harder to be emotionally vulnerable. Oh, and, for sure. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> if you want to feel shit, you want to feel shit. Like, you know, that's a that's the reality. But I do find it funny because as being someone who never fits a box, I'll always be the first person. And, and like, I'm very perceptive. I've always been like this. But I will automatically know who's sad in a room. Like, yeah, even if everyone's I'm the smiling. Same. I'm the same. Or I'll know what's going on in the room as yeah. well. Like, I remember... Um, Someone who I was seeing uh, a few years ago, I went to like a house party of friends of his and I was like, are those two hooking up? And then it was like, it was like, no, like a week later they were like, I was just like, I could just like, and like, no, he was like, how could you like tell that? And I was like, I just like, I just knew, yeah, like I just walked in. It wasn't even like they were overtly flirting or anything. I was just like, oh, there's an energy between those two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just that I'm very much that too, but it's actually funny where we're talking about like being a sensitive person and like. I'm learning how to set boundaries with myself oh. to not always do that. As in like if some like because I am very much that person that like if I can tell someone's upset, I'm gonna go over, I'm gonna make sure they're okay, like blah blah. But I'm also realizing like it's that thing of being like, oh, okay, how do I feel right now? And can I take on this energy or do I need mm. to actually not do that this one yeah. time kind of thing. And so it's about learning, um, yeah, or like, you know, have people in, yeah, especially if you're a sensitive person when, you know, you have people in your life who are like going through something mm. um, and then you're kind of hanging out with them and then afterwards you're just, you know, like if you get that, you, you yeah. feel that, that ugh, I'm just crumbling in the chair. That's the kind of yeah. vibe because it's like, I love you so much. And you're going through this really hard time and that's really hard for me to see you going through this. And also you like this energy, like what, and it's just this thing of like, this really hurts. Yeah. And so I'm trying to learn as someone who's never really been good at setting boundaries, to be fair, up into this point, I've, <laughs> um, I'm learning how to see that to see that person who's like maybe a bit upset or whatever, but be like, can I mentally handle this right yeah. now? Or is, am I going to leave feeling worse off kind of thing? Yeah. Because as much as I um, am very much like I, I care a lot about the, of the, about the people around me, I need to, I need to care for myself sometimes. And I don't, I think that's a line. There's a few lines I'm starting to learn, you know, as I move into my early twenties and everything of like, <laughs> I'm so old. No, I'm like, um, yeah, it's just that thing of. <laughs> can I actually take this on yeah. right now? And actually genuinely having that and thinking like, oh yeah, no, I can. But then it's like, you you can't. No. And knowing like, yeah. And and also knowing how to like, when someone isn't good for you, because I'm, you're probably the same, like I'll give people like a million chances. Yeah. Like if I care about someone, I'm so dumb. I'll care about them like forever kind of thing. Yeah. And it's that thing where now rather, I still will never like cut anyone off or whatever. I, I won't you, you know, use that term, but I'm like, I'm just going to choose to love you from afar. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm very similar. Like I'm I'm very good. Like I have definitely in the past cut people off because of various different things. But I mean, mm. like that that is tends to be extreme circumstances. Always like yeah, you have to really push my buttons yeah, in order yeah, for that definitely. to happen. But I do think that a lot of the time, you know, it has taken me a long time to sort of put my own boundaries up as well. Like I used to mm. be like, oh, you know, like I'll help everyone and then sort of be inside just eventually like have, you know, like nothing left to give myself. Yeah. So I really think that that's important to kind of step back and know your own sort of self-worth and your self um, you know, the ability of what you know you can give. Yeah. Because... I, I think when you're too kind, like, you know, you can be too kind, but I think you can sort of like love too much. And therefore, yeah, it's like, definitely. And I feel it's kind of like, the, you know, sometimes people can use it to their advantage as well, yeah. which I think is the downside of, you know, situations because, like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I've given you so much. Like, I remember one of my um, friends actually said, it's like, she was like, I find it more stressful that you're so good at giving, a f- you know, more than most friends. Like, yeah. that I know. in fact, more than any of her friends, she was like, I don't understand how you're so good at giving people more than what they deserve. Because yeah. it was like the only friend that she knew that would go out of their way to do stuff. And it's really not that common. Like, it's actually yeah, surprisingly no, it's, rare. It's, it is. It's the weird thing. Like, yeah, because it's that thing too where, I mean, I I don't think of any kind of friendships or relationships or whatever is like transaction of like you have to do this for me and I'll yeah. do this for you but it is that thing where like most people do actually think about themselves yes. <laughs> and it and and you know like yeah it's, it's just that interesting thing where I, I and I guess I don't know if that's like upbringing it's just being a sensitive person whatever it is but it's that thing where like I also come from like a, a big family in the sense like I have three other siblings so I've always been you know, very much like uh, going to take care of the people around you and everything. And yeah. I, I'm second in in the kind of pecking order. <laughs> in the pecking order. Makes um, it sound like your mother just had chooks and she was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. uh, um, yeah, but it is that thing where it, it, it's, it's interesting because it's like I don't even know where this comes from. It's, it's also something I wouldn't want to change about myself. Yeah. But it's like just doing it in a way that also doesn't leave you being like, Ugh. yeah, like burnt out, like, you know, from like, you can be burnt out from work and stuff too, but you can be like burnt out, like um, emotionally and, and everything like, but do you, do you, do you strike yourself as then a very genuine person, which, you know, what you meet is what you get kind of thing. I think so. I think, the, <laughs> I think the biggest thing, it's such an interesting, like, I also find it like really hard to take compliments and stuff sometimes. And when you're like thinking like, oh, do you find it like genuine, which is normally like a positive thing? Like, do I? No. But it's like, it's, let me um, self-criticize. I mean, it's so easy for everyone to like self-criticize rather yep. than build yourself up. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, I genuinely think what you see is what you get. I think the biggest thing that people say to me is um, what you were saying before, this this thing of like, is this confidence like... Yeah. Like people think I'm like really, really confident and like that, you know, nothing phases me. Um, and that's definitely not true. <laughs> like <laughs> definitely not true. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things is like when people get to know me more and I'm like more open yeah, and like vulnerable and stuff with them and they're like, whoa, like, 
what? Like, not that you, not you like, oh, you have feelings, but like, oh, like you actually have like insecurities and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it's that kind of thing. I think that's the, but I think, yeah, I, I don't try and really like be anything. Like it's even like, I'm a pretty, um, affectionate person like i'll walk up to someone and give him a hug when i first meet him not in like a professional sense i wouldn't be like oh hello cousin you wrote come here like (laughs) but like you know we're like i meet people out at a pub or like friends of friends or whatever yeah i find it hilarious if someone shakes my hand like i it just feels like i don't know it just feels but i can i also like read people like they're not a hugger i'm not gonna hug yeah but it's that thing where like most of the time i will go up and give someone a hug because that's just something that's like unapologetically me yeah and i'll yeah like i I don't i don't think i really try too hard to like be something else i think the only thing is probably that like people get the idea that i'm i I have my shit more together than i do (laughs) that that would be the the only thing i think i think it's like it's one of those things that you know it's it's people automatically assume you're happy or like oh for sure um, i think it was yeah, one of definitely. my one of my favorite sayings um and it happened to me if like probably when i was like in late teens was one of my friends was like you're always happy like are you ever sad and i was like yeah. all the time like it's, like it's like one of those things that i i think you know because um I do have anxiety and I do have depression, but mm-hmm. I also have ADHD, which is like a, a neurological thing. So it, it, it tends to be with ADHD people, you are more prone to mental health issues as well. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's, yeah, it's funny. That's something I'm actually looking into myself at the moment. Really? Like having a, um, a, I've got a referral to go to a psychiatrist about it. Because... This, this excites me greatly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like, I or I have an inkling. I have an inkling in the way you talk and the way you, <laughs> yeah. Cause it's everyone always... who knows me, everyone's like, Tyler, you've got ADHD. It's, 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 it's yeah. like, it's the way. <laughs> it's like yes, psychoanalyze me. Go yeah, on. it's like 50 thoughts at once. It and then, is. Um, but I remember once. Like one of my friends was recently like looking into it and mm. he's going to go and get himself properly diagnosed, but he was like talking to his psychologist about it. And he was like, I think I have this. And she was like, okay, cool. Let's go and get you actually like yeah. find out through the tests. Yeah. Um, but I was like talking to him about it and he sort of came up to me and we were at this presentation thing and it was a really nice presentation. We were chatting and he was like, I think I have ADHD. And I was like, this would explain a lot. Like all of the conversations that I suddenly just went, <laughs> If you're not neurotypical, then I have no, like, or neurodiverse, yeah. like, I have no idea quite, like, what's yeah. going on. I had the, I had the funniest, um, conversation with a friend of mine the other day, because, uh, we're, like, one of my friends who I went to school with, so I've known her since, like, year seven, but I was out with her and, like, her group of uni mates, yeah. who I see, like, every now and then, but they're, like, really good friends of mine, and, um, we're talking about when... I saw my friend recently and I was kind of like to her, you know, I thought it was like this. I was like, oh, everyone's telling me I have ADHD. Like, do I have ADHD? Like, and I kind of say to her, I'm like, hey, like, you know, you've known me for like a good few, like you've known me since like you're seven. Like, I think I might have ADHD. And she goes, yep. Like no hesitation. She goes, yeah, you do. And I was like, and like, she's like studying med and, you know, she's really smart and everything. But she was like, yeah, haven't, don't you know, like you don't know this. And I was like, 
cool, okay. And so the other night, like she was, she, you know, she was, I said that to her. I was like, yeah, like I was like, oh, this is a really like big moment for me. And you're just like, no, you do. <laughs> and like many people like that I've, that's why I've actually gone and checked it out recently. Is, yeah. Um, I was having a chat like with Kat about it. It was like a mutual friend of ours. Um, but also just like anyone, I was dating someone earlier this year who has ADHD and they were like, Tiles. I was like, oh, and it's, it's just that thing. So many people pointed it out to me, and I'm like, okay, cool. So we're gonna go check it out. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's also kind of interesting, and I like the fact that you know, like, I feel you know, one of the things I always find, especially with dating, yeah, and having ADHD, or you know, or at least you're on the the spectrum somewhere, yeah, yeah. is dating is also kind of all over the shop. Oh, <laughs> am I wrong? Oh. <laughs> I think I just answered that question. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, it's not so, easy. Because, so like, it's it's like, I think, one of my one of my all-time favorite people in the world, we, we chat about on a regular basis, but it's like, you literally, like, in, and I give my partner, Emily Kudos, because she actually did a bunch of research and she read a book about it. Oh, but wow. I was like, loved it because I was sitting there and just going, it, normally people find it the most difficult, like, thing to deal with wow. because... Um, and I mean like this in a positive way because, you know, people with ADHD are very easy to deal with, but we talk a lot and, or we deal mm. with things a lot in a lot of different ways and we do things we, in different I ways. Don't, I mean, I, we don't know I have it yet, no, but, but I probably you know, do. It's like, but yeah. talking out loud as well is the, yeah. like, as in like just talking the thoughts out. Yeah. Like, yeah, someone said to me the other day, like, you're the funniest person to watch, like. You know, because you're like three people having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I was going to say, oh, I'm actually not going to say that. Oh, like that kind of thing or whatever, where she's just like, there's like, like she started doing this in my like thoughts to be like, (laughs) yeah, so these are like the three people talking at each other. I think it's like my favorite thing is watching you visually as well is like how I I talk. I'm very animated. Yeah. It's like, I love that. But I remember like one thing, particularly when I was younger, when I first went to the theater, like theater with my mom. Yeah. And this was like such an ADHD child, (laughs) but she was just like, stop fidgeting. Cause I was sitting in the chair, just go, hmm, hmm. Like, cause I'm so animated. And yeah. it's the like always the thing of just moving. Like I can't yeah. sit still. It's amazing. I have a desk job, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always like this because I've and I feel you know it does it does make sense because you know and I can sort of clearly see it in you as well because mm-hmm. I I I deal. Like it, the thing is also when people are sort of getting diagnosed and I encourage it in everyone because I think it's more common than people realize. Yeah. Um, and especially it's harder to diagnose in women. Because, um, you know, normally they just go, oh, but it's hormonal. Oh, it's this, that. Like, is that, was that an avenue that you Um, found quite frustrating? I mean, for me, I just, uh, I just chalked everything down to my personality. I was like, (laughs) I'm just a bit of a hot mess. Like, (laughs) um, you know, like, yeah, it was that kind of thing of, um, I... It's funny because now that I'm actually looking into it, I remember like back in year 11, my year director sitting me down at one point and being like, so let's go through this test. And like I'd made all these like dumb mistakes and and she was like, so like, you know, go through it, blah, blah, like explain it. I'm like, you know, get everything right. And she was like, you don't test well. And there's a reason why. And like she wanted to do something with it, but she like never did. And I think as well, like when I was younger, I definitely... um. 
my my thoughts on mental health now compared to when I was younger was so different in the sense that like it's not that I was like oh I don't believe in mental health or whatever but it's that thing of like there's such a stigma yeah. and like I don't want to like like even I remember when I went and saw a um psychologist in like year, I was having like a rough time in like year nine or whatever and they were trying to be like oh anxiety like depression blah blah yeah. and I was like I was like no like I refuse <laughs> <laughs> I know like you know like and it was that thing where I I just I was like, no, I'm just a person and persons have feelings and blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> and anyway, as I've gotten a little bit older, um, one, I think everyone go to therapy. It's amazing. Uh, and the second thing is like, no, it's actually like, you know, it's a, it's a thing. Like you can, you can like change the, there's, there's arguments for like, you can change the way your mind thinks and like that kind of thing. And certain things you can, but then yeah. also there's like like chemical imbalances in the brain and things that like, you know, like it's, um, yeah. And so I think for me, I honestly, like, it's funny now that I'm actually like going down this, this route of being like, yeah, okay, I'm actually going to go and cause yeah. it's not that I'm not functioning, but I just think I could function better if yeah. like, it was something I got under control. Um, so that thing that I was saying about Kat and I keeping each other on task, writing this uh, play together because I will sit down right for an hour, won't touch something again for like weeks. Like, oh, it's I know. That, yeah, like, you know, that struggle. Um, and so, yeah, but it's that thing where like I would just, you know, I, I'm also a hot mess. Great. Um, as I like to put I love it. that this episode just going to be Talia's a hot mess. Talia's like. a hot mess, yes. Um, but it, it was. I just put it down like my personality. Oh, you know, I'm just a bit, you know, I'd, I'd lose things all the time the other day I left my car keys in an Uber like you know oh and it's that thing where as I like get a bit older and I have more responsibilities in my head and everything I'm just kind of like oh okay no these things actually affect more like they affect the day-to-day kind of like yeah. me being like oh I can't drive my car for two days now because of the car keys in an Uber like yeah. I gotta wait for the Uber guy to like drop it back or where you've got bills and like you, the things and and also when you're like a creative person and you have all these things you want to do, but you can't make yourself do the thing. <laughs> like, it's like, I know. You, you know, like there's like so many millions, million ideas I have going on up here. And I'm like, just do it, put it on paper, do the thing. Um, but yeah, it was more just that thing that I just, I just don't think I've kind of believed that it could be a, a, a problem. Not that I didn't like believe in mental health, but I didn't want to believe in it. Yeah. If that makes sense. That does. Like, yeah. That's uh, I, I mean, like, look, it's not a problem for everyone, but I, I mean, like, it does, you know, even I, I haven't taken medication since I was about 18. Mm. Um, But even now I find things that, like, day-to-day are not fab. Like, there's definitely tasks. But, I mean, it's really, I think it's also one of those things that because it's so misdiagnosed and, it, and especially when you have, chemical imbalances i've gone to job interviews or stuff like that and they've just been like oh if they're like adhd what's like it doesn't mean you're easily distracted i'm like not necessarily yeah. like because because you know with adhd you can kind of get really hyper focused and and like sometimes i'll disappear upstairs like on my um, laptop upstairs yeah for sure um and not be seen for hours and i think it's one of those things that when I get into the zone, I work really hard. Yeah. But then when I'm when that zone is broken, 
it's hard for me to get back into it. Mm. And that's the struggle. That's where the struggle really begins. So it's like, it's not the process of doing the job. It's just getting into that mode and doing it completely and following it through. Yeah. And And there's so many other, um, yeah, as I kind of, uh, like, because I did some research and stuff into it and people start pointing out to me, I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) Um, And there's, yeah, there's so many other things as well that it's like, you know, it's not just, oh, do you get like, you know, distracted, like a conversational, whatever, but it's like, um, I was talking to Kat about this recently where I was like, do you ever go to like, I don't know, the pub or something and you're distracted by like the lights that are like changing behind you, but you're like trying to like listen to this conversation, but you're like, it's that thing where it's like, sometimes it's just my mind's like a bit, it feels just it's, a yeah. bit scattered and I'm like, I'm trying to like be here, but my mind wants to go there, but like. <laughs> I ugh. do that all the time. Yeah, it's really you know bad. what I mean? It's like, oh. It's kind of like one of those things and it's the it's the worst when you're trying to focus on something and yeah. you're like you're like or like um I have to do this occasionally it's and I I think I've talked to Kat about it is like you know if I'm having a serious conversation and like I'm tired I need neural stimuli to kind of keep myself awake and alert yeah and I will look at Instagram not to look at anything in particular but just to scroll so my brain is staying wired. And so I then use the auditory to kind of fill my head of what's actually going on. So it's like you can do t- multiple different things, but that comes with training as well. Yeah, like yeah. Back in the day when I was a kid, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. That was a lost cause. But I definitely also go through periods where it's like I will sit and go, huh? huh? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah. And that like someone's talking to me for yeah. like the last 10 minutes and I'm like, I feel like awful, but you know. <laughs> but it's even that thing of like, um, yeah, I don't know for sure, but everyone's around me seems to think I have it, so we'll find out. Um, <laughs> but it's it's even that thing though, like you know whether or not you decide to go down the medication route or whatever with it, just kind of knowing things. Um, so, like yeah, the person I was seeing earlier this year, um, who has ADHD, they were telling me about like body doubling. To get things yeah. done. And like just this idea of like, I need to, you know, clean out my wardrobe or do this or whatever. So like this person is going to like sit with me while I do this and then I can get it done. And so it's that like, and, and that's something that's stuck with me now. And for the, you know, the task that I like find some things hard to do, like I gotta clean my room. I don't want to clean my room. I'm like, Hey friend, can you just come and sit in my room with me and like have a chat while I do this thing? And then like suddenly it's easier to do yeah. the thing. And so even if it's not like, um, like you were saying, you like haven't taken vacation or anything, even if you're not going down that route with it, it's just. I guess having, if that's something that's like affects you, having that awareness, you can figure out ways to better manage yeah. that kind of what, what you're kind of dealing with. I think it's, I think yeah. that's very true. And it's like how we did tasks the other day. Like Emily helped me do like a massive cleanup. <laughs> like we had clothes everywhere and we were like, okay, we need to put half of these in the wash and half of these in the away. But it was one of those things that, because I couldn't sit there by myself doing the task, yeah, I needed her just to sit by and you know keep my brain like doing something so I didn't feel like this task was as big, yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And I'm I'm always like that. I'm I, for some reason work better with people mm. in the room or sometimes on my own, like it really depends. Like, but sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I get things done, and then I'm like, <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, it's like, whoa. Um, my room's clean. Yay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so much better when your room's clean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the simple mundane things. And I mean, like, you know, I, do you think it will open, you know, like this diagnosis or when it, whatever you find out what's going on with, you know, inside your brain, do you think that's going to open up doors for you? Or do you I, think it's kind of like for yeah, your own personal doors? I, th- I think it's, 
I think it's that idea of because even like I spoke to my psychologist who then gave me a referral to go see a psychiatrist because she's like I can't do the assessment and stuff but I yeah probably go yeah. check it out um is I was like it's not that it's not that I'm not functioning like as in I yeah it's not like something that's like debilitating me but it's that thing where where I used to like I don't know chalk things down and just being hey, I'm a bit of a mess sorry like you know like like there's this video um <laughs> when I was moving down to Melbourne that my that I took of my sister where we're cleaning out my room and she finds this like bag of organizers being in a bag rather than being used for what they're like meant to be used for which is organizing she's just like is holding up these bag of organizers and he's just like this is you this is you summed up in a video. Like you've got all the organizers stashed in a bag instead of organizing your shit pretty much. <laughs> and so, yeah, and you know, so it's that thing where I don't feel like I'm not functioning, but I think one with like the things that I need to kind of, you know, get more on top of. Um, I, I don't I don't know about like I'll, I'll kind of see – where how I kind of want to go with medication like that kind of yeah. thing but it's it's more that like if I can get a handle on some of those things on like a day-to-day basis that would be great because yeah. it just takes up a lot of space that you don't realize it does yeah and I think as well I, I was talking to a, a friend who said um I haven't watched this talk but there's a talk which is called like the cost of ADHD um, which people can't like, it's someone going into how it kind of affects you. Like in the sense that it's like, oh, you lose things, you got to buy it again. Like it yeah. actually like, you know, adds up, but it's also the kind of, um, I guess low, also like low self-esteem and stuff of like, cause what happened to me, which, which was a, a, a bit of a game changer is a, cu- a couple months ago. Um, I've had so many people telling me they think I had ADHD, and I just broke down one day because I was just like, I've got, I'm so overwhelmed by all these things I have to do and I can't seem to get them done and mm-hmm. I feel like a mess and my car's a mess and every and, and, and it was that thing where I was just like, I'm just sick of feeling like a mess. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, talking to Kat and talking to other people and stuff. And, and I was like, cool, like, you know, maybe that is... Maybe that's maybe that's a reason why it is like that because I'm a very, like, motivated person. Um... And so I guess, you know, it's just that idea of I feel like having a bit more control over things. Yeah. Um, And just kind of having my shit together a bit more, which is good for the mundane stuff. But I also, the other reason I'm, I'm seriously looking into this is cause like I was saying, like the million and one ideas of like, I want to write this script. I want to do this thing. I, like, like the way my mind works a lot of the time is um, – it's different for film, like to theater, but um, there's a short film I really want to write, and I keep having just random thoughts of like, I want this transition, or I want yeah. this, or like, and so like my notes are like just all like millions of things of like, <laughs> you guys can't say it, but it's like just like so pages. many things, pages of just like random ideas of cool, this transition would like of yeah. this thing to this or. Um, or I ha- or come up with a random uh, concept for something randomly. And it's like I've got, you know, my notes in my mind in a way are like these scattered thoughts. 
And I feel like if I kind of get a handle on it a bit more, if it's, you know, something that I am dealing with, that I'll produce better work because yeah. I'll be able to actually sit down and compile everything together and be like, great, now I've got, rather than like these million shot ideas, here's a script. Yeah. And it's just, I guess, making, bridging that gap between like all these ideas and the follow through of doing it, if that yeah. makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. It does make sense. And I mean, like, you know, it's, it's very much like, you know, if, if it is the prognosis and everything, and I mean, like, you know, speaking with someone who's had it for their entire life. Yeah. Um, it's, there's pros and cons to everything. I think yeah. like, um, you know, the tasks you can, it's like you can just overstimulate yourself as well. You get mm. very excited and you sort of get very like self, you know, like then sunlight can go into stress mode. Yeah. But it, I mean, like it, there are a lot of ideas that, you know, like have taken a few years to formulate and stuff. And, you know, I, I think had it not been for quite a few friends who also have like ADHD and knowing, you know, like Kat and um, stuff who I've known over the years and talked to about their own experiences, it, it kind of solidifies a lot more for me Yeah. because I think growing up and I didn't have any friends who had it, that was a really kind of like head slammer moment. Yeah, like, it was definitely. like, I don't know anyone. And now I have all these friends who have it. A lot like, of creatives seem to, seem yeah. to have it. Yeah, there? I know. Yeah. Um, and, and they do have it in various different spectrums. Yeah, um, definitely. But, it, but I mean, like for my experience, it was something that I was like, okay, well, this is my trajectory and this, you know, like whether I'm a writer or whether I'm a producer, whether I'm a director, you know, whether I'm an editor, like whatever sort of direction I take, um, I just want to do the best that I can with that particular project. Yeah, for sure. But to maintain that I don't take too much on is also that, like, because I get excited by literally everything as yeah. well. So it's like my Achilles yeah. heel. Um, yeah, I'm very yeah, yeah, It's I'm like, like <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, like, that I think is half the 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 excitement. And I, and I mean, like, you know, your own personal journey will, you know, I, I'm sure it will have its own trials and tribulations like mm. that, that you, you know, that's bound to happen. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of it does, you know, and I think even now, you know, I'm 30, uh, I don't have all my shit together. Like I never <laughs> will. Um, Amazing. But I mean, I'm okay with that because I remember like, I'm not trying to be like everyone else. I'm trying to be the best me. So it's like, yeah, well, definitely. that's more important, you know, with my own like, you know, um, brain and, and how I see the world. I think yeah. that's the best thing I can possibly do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I just think it'd be, I, I think one of the biggest reasons, if any, that I was like, I, I want to, you know, have a, have a look at if this is something that is affecting me is because it, it's very much like, yeah, I want to, you know, just be a bit more that, but also like, I, I, I think it is definitely a, a, a a project driven creative kind of thing where yeah. I'm like, I just want to get shit done. And yeah. if like it helps me get some shit done, then that would be great. Yeah. Like kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Can I just say, I've loved chatting with you. I love chatting with you. This has <laughs> been so much fun. It's so much fun. I'm going to use this as a perfect point to wrap us up, but I, I literally could talk to you for days. I know. This is uh, great. This is <laughs> such high value. Uh, <laughs> so Talia, where can people yes. stalk you on the internet? Where can they find you? <laughs> that is so true. Um, uh, people can stalk me on, uh, I mean, Instagram is probably like the main kind yeah. of platform I think people use these days. Um, 
You know, I mean, no. I'm, I'm on them. I'm on them all. I'm not on like the Tiki Talks or <laughs> the Tiki Talks. No, uh, I can't say. I've, this is see. This is where the old yeah, manness comes out. Uh. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm not on the Tiki Talks. Uh, but I mean, Instagram mm. Talia underscore Molino, very original. I know is my Instagram. Uh, and then yeah, like I'm on. Facebook. I don't know. I have a Vimeo, which has, but Vimeo is mainly mainly just my auditions and stuff. Like, I don't don't know if you guys watch really watch me do some things. I don't um, know. Do you? I mean, do you? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I've I've got to try and like update it. Um, once I've got oh, actually, really quickly, I'm doing a challenge. And if any other actors or ever are listening to this, um, I don't know who sets this challenge, but look up self tape May. But I'm doing it not in May. I'm doing it in October because a friend of mine told me to do it. But the whole thing is you have to film 16 self-tapes like within a month. So Yeah. So it's like me and my my housemate have given ourselves a few extra days. Like we started last night. Um, But then by the end of October, we have to have kind of 16 self-tapes together. Holy shit. Um, And so once – and that's for like footage reasons, uh, just for also just – dusting off the rust <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> de-rusting a little bit yeah. um and then yeah when i kind of then get that together i mean that's something that i'll like you know that's also like a platform of like here's the work that i've done or like show real stuff or whatever. yeah so oh my god yeah fuck yeah yeah and it's also just fun yeah like i'm i've, I've missed doing because i've just fallen so much into the other stuff i'm like i've missed the acting stuff so i'm like let's go let's like get this Show on the road. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. There's so much like enthusiasm. Yeah. This is what you need. This like listen, listen, listeners out there. <laughs> take Tyler's advice. <laughs> just to come enthusiastic with everything and you'll be fine. You'll be sweet. You'll be sailing. Um Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Um but that sounds like a fun challenge. That okay. Yeah. I recommend yes, everyone try that. Um Do it. Do, do it. it. Choose a month. It doesn't have to be May. Um, but that's just when she does it. So she'll probably do it again next May. I can't remember who the person is who like started the thing, but if you look up self-date May, you'll find it. Oh, I do remember. It's a podcast (laughs) called Audrey Helps Actors. That rings a bell. Don't know what her name is, but I know it's Audrey Helps Actors. (laughs) Well, go and look up Audrey Helps Actors on Spotify. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. (laughs) But if you want to get and check out more episodes of this podcast, (laughs) you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. I'll be speaking with another guest next week. Exciting. Uh, I know. I know, right? Um, And thank you, Talia. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to everyone all later. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) 